<clears throat> Hello there, and welcome to the official second episode of the Smile Death Podcast. And one of the things that I, I try to make sure on this podcast is that I come off as real and authentic. I don't want to come off as some kind of android or some kind of like scripted bot, right? I want to come off as, I think I talked about this in my unscripted thing. But I want to come to you guys as legit, so like, are you guys as a legit person? I don't want you guys to think I'm just like some kind of like uh, robot on uh, on a screen, right? Or on the phone, right? So, for one thing I'm going to talk about, and I think... A lot of this is a lot to today's culture, uh, dating and love, right? See, here's the thing. Uh, when it comes to dating, I don't really, I think I've only been on one ever, I think I've only been on one ever like actual date. Like, I mean, like, I mean, like legit date, like in terms of like, like, you know, going out to eat or going to a movie like, and when I say legit, I mean, like, that person liked me, I like that person. Whatever every other date I've, been, I've ever been on, I used to be just, like, it, it, it used to be a date, but I, I really wasn't, I was only pretty much paying attention to one thing at that point. And that's when I was younger, actually, I still kind of feel at this point, too, I was very uh, <laughs> horny. Um, the thing with that is, I used to have pretty much, like, I don't want to say, I don't want to be disrespectful or anything, but I used to have a lot of, like, side girls, right? I used to have a lot of, um, girls who I could just, like, you know, get something out of, but, like, there would be, like, no, um, no, no relationship or anything. Um, recently I've been on these dating sites and I kind of, I kind of realized, wow, I still got it. (laughs) I'm like, holy shit, I still have it. That, that that doesn't die, motherfucker. But a lot of that has to do with just like me trying to suppress a lot of things. I think a lot of it, I I, I still do believe this that dating, my my approach to dating hasn't really been the most authentic. I think a lot of it has to do with just how I don't, I can't see myself dating. You know, I can't see myself falling in love. I can't see myself doing any of that. I think a lot of that just want, has to do with, like, I just want to enjoy my time. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to enjoy my 20s. Like I'm 22, and I kind of just want to, like, have fun. You know what I mean? Because I have so many friends. They're, like, getting married, all this stuff at such young ages. It's like, Jesus Christ, what's the rush? You know? What's the rush, bucko? You know, you... You have all the time in the world to have fun, and you're going to throw it all... <laughs> you're going to, like, decide now is when you want to just pack it all up and ha- and just tighten down. Look, getting a job, getting a well-paying job, and pr- providing for your girl, there's nothing wrong with it. Getting married and having children at, like, maybe, like, 18, 19, 18 through 20, or 22. Most people say, like, you shouldn't really, you shouldn't really think about kids until, like, 20 four or five. And I agree with them in a way. 
But, but you know, shit happens. And we're not going to judge you. I'm not going to judge somebody based on what, what, they, what they do with their life, right? If they, if they get pregnant, they get pregnant. You can't judge them on that, right? But I had this girlfriend, and I remember, like, that entire experience just fucked me up. I, I went through so much, and in the end, it was just like we were from two different worlds. You know what I mean? My world was very uh, mysterious and, like, on the edge. Her world was very nice and, like, fluffy and and cuddly and and filled with kittens, right? My world was very to the point and brutal and honest. And in a way, she was was a very nice girl, I'm not going to lie. A very nice girl. And... Problem is, we just couldn't be together because there were so many other things. It wasn't just that, really. It was just, there were just so many other things getting in the way. I think there was one point where her parents kept getting involved, and it just devoid into this idea of, wow, like there's so many people getting involved with this relationship. There's so many things that are that, that's just messing with this whole thing, and I I just can't I can't pretend like all this is okay, you know. So we just broke up and it was probably like probably one of the saddest breakups I've ever had to do because it was just like we're from two different worlds because she kind of found out about a certain part of me. And I was just like, hmm. love, I believe in love in terms of if it's natural, if it's not natural and you like if two people just started dating for like two months and they just automatically talk, say they love each other, giving each other wedding rings and shit. I'm like, oh, give me a break. Look, I don't want to be that guy. Or promise rings or whatever. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that asshole. But it's like, you should be dating someone for at least like a a year or two. Or even like, hell, if you can't wait that much, six months. And then you decide whether or not you want to marry that person. I know, because like, the idea, the thing nowadays is, oh, I'm going to get, like, they get, they get, like, oh, I'm going to get her pregnant so she can't leave me. I'm like, wow, that's fucked. (laughs) I'm just like, holy shit. You know? Like, oh, I'm gonna get her pregnant, so in the end, she can't, she don't really want to, she doesn't really want to leave me. I'm like, uh, no, I mean, like, you can just, like, let things play out naturally, okay? Because once you get married, I mean, because once you, once your insecurities start to show, you, as a person, won't be able to handle that, right? You won't be able to handle that. You'll be looking at it like, oh, shit, I never saw the side of that person. Maybe I should have fucking waited until I, I put a ring on it. Trust me, I almost made the mistake of putting a ring on a, on a chick who didn't even fucking, like, care. But then, like, after a two after two months of the honeymoon phase, that was when things started to fall apart. I found out she was actually kind of, like, kind of, uh, no, excuse my language, kind of a cunt, you know? She would just have random sex half the fucking time. Uh, it wasn't with me. I was... Kind of an open relationship, kind of. It wasn't really open. Like we were, we were like, we weren't dating yet, you know. And it was just like, God. So that's really my take on it. It's just like, wait, you know, wait until you see something manifest, motherfucker. You you only dated for two months and you're already fucking putting a, a wedding ring on that. It's like, look, I understand. We all want some. We all want that special someone in our life. We do. But I think I'm actually enjoying my time being single before I have to worry about somebody else at, at a certain point. 
you know. I know how it is. Like, trust me, the sex and the shit, that's, that's, all, that's all fine and dandy. But after a while, when you realize that there's no connection there, there's really nothing there. I mean, I, I'm not going to, I mean, completely honest. I actually, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't have to go. I said, I love you too. It wasn't because I actually loved him. It was because I was horny as fuck. Because I was horny as fuck. I was like, I want to, I want to explore that side of you. I don't want to fucking care. I don't care about you or your fucking, like, yeah, I was an asshole. Keep that in mind. But you get what I mean, right? There was one point I was just addicted to fucking sex. Like, all I thought about was sex. I didn't think about anything else. All I thought about was sex. And eventually I broke out of it because I was like, it damages your mind. It really does. It makes you look at every woman as woman as like some kind of object or something. And it's like, Jesus, you know? You know, it's just crazy, man. I, that's just my, that's just my opinion on it. Um, what else to talk about? Um, I guess, hold on. I guess we can talk about The Last of Us 2 at the moment. Um, the reactionaries are still losing their fucking minds. They, they, they are getting mad. I mean, I have never seen, it's like somebody fucking, it's like somebody punched them in the face and they can't deal with the fact that they got punched in the face. It is that fucking pathetic. And what's so funny about all this, really, to me personally, what's so funny about all this is that they are the ones who claim to be pro-free speech. They are the ones to be all this, oh, we, 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 we take opinions, we take all this stuff. Oh, fuck, hold on. Car's acting up. Well, anyways... I'm going to talk while this fucking car goes on. They claim to be the ones all about free speech and, like, all that stuff, yet they get mad over opinions. It's just so, like, hilarious to me. You know? That's why I've always said hypocrisy shows itself when it comes to things like this. You're either pro-free speech or... I'm like, okay, is it freedom of speech for you or is it freedom of rebuttal? Right? Then they go like, no, it's free speech because free speech is being... uh. So I'm like, yes, okay, yes, you you get it, right? But but motherfucker, free speech to you is completely and utterly just some kind of like fucked up acronym, right? And that's the funniest thing to me. You always get these goddamn clowns who try so hard to act like they are pro-free speech. You are not pro-free speech, motherfucker. Everything you are is against free speech. Right? For what I do, we call out the pussies, right? An anti-SJW can be a pussy, motherfucker. Don't, don't give me none of that shit. They can be a pussy, all right? You don't li- you don't sit by and just let these people influence you blindly. That that's what they want, motherfucker. They want to influence you b- blindly, because in their mind, what they're doing is right. It's so fucking stupid, okay? For the longest time, I watch these people get their fucking, uh, they get their fame, right? Here's here's how you want to become famous on YouTube in 20, uh, 2020, right? Just film a video of you reading an article, right? And reacting to it, because that keyword reactionary. You're reacting to the, the article, and, uh, and you're getting all outraged. This isn't what I want. That's exactly, that's... That's how you become a fucking reactionary in 2020, motherfucker. 
Most reactionaries are that dramatic. It is fucking hilarious to me. And here's the thing, right? A lot of like, whenever I see a lot of these anti-SJWs claiming like, all SJWs are taking over this business, SJWs are taking over this, this company. And I'm like, unless you have, and I mean this wholeheartedly, unless you have actual video confirmation audio of the so-called social justice warriors infiltrating uh, businesses, then I'm sorry, you are completely and utterly wrong. You know, whether you want to admit that or not, every fucking company has an ethics department. Ethics means something important to these people, you know, and the funny thing about all this is that you always get these clowns that like they go in the full on circus mode in their mind. Everything they do is completely and utterly just you can't you can't beat them, right? They, they're all about common sense, right? Which is a fucking lie. Keep that in mind. They're all about common sense. Common sense means something important to them. You know, they, they, they are just so, so... Drip, they are dripping in common sense. Now, if you believe this stupid-ass rhetoric, then you honestly are doing yourself no favors. These people don't care about common sense. They don't even care about you. They care about the views they're getting. They care about how much revenue they're getting. They care about the money they're getting. Now, look, I don't agree with Naughty Dog uh, copyright striking their videos, right? That, that to me, is fucked up. But should we really be calling these people YouTubers? I mean, let's be honest. These people are not YouTubers. These people are clowns. They are clowns. They will always be clowns. They'll never be anything more than that. Just clowns, clowns, clowns. It's pathetic to me, you know? And I love how they say, oh, I hate Twitter, I hate them. I'm like, motherfucker, you are advocating for the toxicity on Twitter. You are advocating for shit like this. Get the fuck out of here where I, I hate Twitter. I, I hate Twitter. I'm going to take the high ground. I'm not a bully. I hate Twitter. Fuck out of here, boy. Jesus Christ. The clownery that goes on with these people. I swear to fucking God. It is crazy. And people always tell me, no, they're speaking the truth. That's why people hate them. No, people hate them because... They blow things out of proportion. They blow everything out of proportion. And I find it so funny how they claim to be, we, we take opinions, right? But most of the, the opinions they do get, they claim other people are SJWs. It's the dumbest fucking rhetoric you'll ever come across. Okay? SJWs do nothing but reside themselves on Twitter. You you will not see an SJW outside of Twitter. All right, Twitter is a place where almost everybody and anybody can just say whatever the fuck they want and face no consequences for it. Or if they do, it'll just get like their account gets suspended, but who, it doesn't fucking matter. They can make another one. Right? Fucking ridiculous, man. Um, I guess we could talk about JD. Yeah. JD from New York. One of my favorite internet podcasts. Uh, it's him and then it's BC Amplified. I think these two are some of the best podcasters we have on social media. I mean that. like, I mean on YouTube. Wrestling podcasters. They know what the fuck they're talking about. They know how this, this all works. They know how everything plays out. They know this. But recently, I started seeing that a lot of these wrestling podcasters have come under a lot of fire. 
right? I think I've said this before. Um, it's reverse bullying. They claim JD is bullying, which is a fucking lie. Then they do the same thing in reverse bullying. They say he's the reason why social media and wrestling Twitter is toxic. That's a fucking lie. All right. There's a lot of other things that equate to, there's a lot of things that equate to wrestling Twitter be toxic. Whether it's somebody who's always positive, right? Always positive about the product. They see no wrong in the product. Everything is great, right? They attribute to that. Or the Stan accounts, right? They act, they act like they are just like, their their favorite is like the best best thing of all time. They equate to that. The fucking people who bash other people that have difference of opinions, they equate to it. You can say JD, yeah. But just keep in mind, JD is also one of the, like, many victims on Twitter. I know people are going to say, what? What do you mean he's a victim? Motherfucker. If you see some of the people he blocks, some of these people are fucking weird. They are fucking weirdos. Because Twitter has no filter. You can say whatever the fuck you want on Twitter. And almost everybody can just do the most utmost on Twitter. It's fucking ridiculous. Twitter has become a fucking cesspool of stupidity. Right? And believe it or not, you can post porn on social... You can post porn on Twitter. Yeah, it's been there since I was, like, maybe in high school. I learned that the hard way. I, I fell down this very, very weird hole. I was 15 at the time, and I remember there was this uh, there was this account, right? Messaged me and asked me if I had any, um, like, child porn. I was like, she was like, because she asked me how old I was. I was like 15. She was like, oh, do you have any? Because she was like in her 30s, too. I was like, uh you realize that I can pretty much just report you for this, right? She's like, don't report me. I'll show you something beautiful. I was like, I'm not going to send, like, no, fuck that. And I just, I blocked her. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. There's a lot of predators on Twitter, too. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. I'm like, that's where I realized, but, like, JD's getting death threats. He's getting all this shit. I'm like, yeah, imagine going that far because there's somebody you just don't like. All right? And there's people out there advocating for this shit. They are literally going like, oh, well, you know, he kind of deserves it. I'm like, when you start condoning death threats, that's when officially you st- I stop caring about you. When you start condoning death threats, when you start condoning shit like that, I'm sorry. You are a piece of shit. And I think, I think if I told a friend of mine, I was like, I think this is what they've always wanted this. They've always wanted JD off the platform. They feel like JD is the reason why social media on wrestling is, t- is toxic, which is a fucking lie, let's be honest. And... It's like, no, he's not. There's other things that equate to it. You do realize wrestling Twitter is a fucking cesspool to navigate. Wrestling Twitter, there is almost nothing on wrestling Twitter that is civil and and kind. Almost everyone on wrestling Twitter is fucking weird. All right? And and the the fucking... The ones who, quote-unquote, try to be positive all the time, they're just as weird. They're just as weird. You know? I tell you what, man. It, it's getting worse on social media. It's a fucking war zone on, on social media. I would recommend if you don't want to lose brain cells, do not go on social media. Do not. Social media, you will lose brain cells. Social media is not a, it's not your friend, especially in this, this quarantine and pandemic. It is not. All right? You cannot... You cannot... 
believe everything you hear on the internet. Anyways, this this wraps up this episode, and I honestly hope you enjoy it. Thank you.